I support Amy Coney Barrett for Supreme Court Justice because it is way past time we put a hot woman on the highest court in the land. Women have been Supreme Court justices before, but let's face it, there were no oil paintings, and that's putting it politely. Meanwhile, we've had Jewish justices and blacks and Latinos, but hot women, or babes as they're sometimes called, or foxes, or cutie pies, have for too long been relegated to humdrum lives of getting everything they want without having to do anything except look that amazing way they look. In this country, a hot woman can't even get arrested because the minute the cop gets a gander at her, he lets her off the hook in some vague hope that she might like him, which is absurd because she's way too hot to waste her life on a flat foot. If we make Amy Coney Barrett a Supreme Court justice, on the other hand, we'll be able to stand proudly before all the world and say, get an eyeload of that tomato. I bet you haven't got anyone who looks like that deciding constitutional questions in your neck of the woods. Plus, if you think she's cute now, remember she's Catholic, so she's got like 112 kids. Imagine how insanely hot she was before she started with all that nonsense. Now, I know there are some people who might say that nominating a woman to the Supreme Court just because she's a premium piece of eye candy is shallow or sexist or disrespectful or something. Let me be frank. I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you even speaking English? Because to me, it's like your mouth is open, but all that's coming out is this high-pitched buzzing noise, like Donald Sutherland at the end of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I simply support Amy Coney Barrett over the other potential justices because she's more intelligent, more insightful, more learned, and obviously a cinch to win the swimsuit competition. (laughs) Trigger warning. I'm Andrew Clavin, and this is The Andrew Clavin Show. Hunky-dunky, life is tickety-boo. Birds are winging, also singing, hunky-dunky-dee-doo. Ship-shaped, ipsy-topsy, the world is a bitty zing. It's a wonderful day, hurrah, hooray, it makes me want to sing. Oh, hurrah, hooray, oh, hooray, hurrah. All right, if any of you laughed at that opening, you are absolutely canceled. <laughs> But before before you're canceled, go to the YouTube channel, the Andrew Clavin YouTube channel. Uh, and it's what is it? It's YouTube.com slash Andrew Clavin and subscribe. As of September 28th, the Andrew Clavin show will be moving to that channel, uh, not leaving the Daily Wire. It's just a housekeeping thing because the Daily Wire just does not want to be associated with the show for reasons that I think have now become obvious. So go on and subscribe. Ring the bell so you never miss an episode and leave a comment because if your comment is sufficiently idiotic, we will read it on this show as a way of raising the conversation level. Here is a comment from Beowulf X. He says, hey, Andrew, my comment is sufficiently idiotic like you asked. So it's kind of like an infinite hall of mirrors, just like idiotic becoming idiotic. Never mind. Yesterday, I had a good time playing some videos of leftist women screaming and yelling about Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death. My favorite was the fun was the young lady with tears running down her cheeks, shrieking, why can't we have abortions like a four year old who can't have her favorite dessert? Why can't I have ice cream? It was clearly not the expression of a fully developed adult mind. But then neither is staging a 100 day long riot for no reason or calling to defund the police or calling to abolish fossil fuels. These are not things that grown up people believe in. But grown ups seem to be in very short supply at the moment. And there must be a reason for that. Being a grown-up isn't something you're born with, obviously. It's something that happens to you over time. And it doesn't happen necessarily. It has to be fostered and embraced. It requires parenting and education and values that help you make sense of the world in a realistic way. 
All these things seem to have been drained out of American society. Full-time mothering, the source of our full humanity, is looked down upon and fobbed off onto daycare centers and servants. Education has been gutted of both facts and fact-based values. Rich people, elite people, tend to marry and stay married. But as sociologist Charles Murray pointed out, they don't preach what they practice. They want to look tolerant of other failed systems that keep the poor poor. The left has has utterly lost even the capacity to think and talk about values. But even the right has often become an empty shell of happy talk Christianity and idiot greed is good capitalism. How can anyone become a grown-up when the grown-ups are lost? Grown-ups do certain things. They think before they speak. They listen to the opinions of others. They largely keep their emotions under control in public because emotions are not an argument. They think seriously about the human condition and their own responsibilities. Those shrieking babyish leftists are hilarious one at a time, but a whole society full of them is going to go down the drain in a big hurry. Growing up is hard to do, and both left and right seem to have lost the knack for it. Ready-wise, it, it is the time, this is the time when you start to think, all those crazy conservatives who said, oh, there's going to be a disaster and I'm going to need some food in my place, all those crazy right-wingers were actually right. It turns out we do need to have some food that will be around in an emergency. ReadyWise makes emergency meals, freeze-dried fruits and vegetables for convenient on-the-go nutrition, and new adventure meals for when you're hiking, camping, and other outdoor activities. ReadyWise meals are easy to prepare. You just add water, and they have a very long shelf life. ReadyWise makes being prepared simple and affordable. You can order online and have nutritious meals shipped directly to your doorstep. And when government resources are strained, I'm living in a state that is entirely on fire. It's easy to imagine government resources being strained. It could be a while before fresh food is available with ReadyWise meals. You've got it on hand. And this week, my listeners can get free shipping at ReadyWise.com when they enter code CLAVEN at checkout or by calling 855-474-4084. ReadyWise has a 90-day, no questions asked return policy, so there's no risk taking the initiative to get yourself ready and your family prepared today. That's ReadyWise, R-E-A-D-Y-W-I-S-E.com, promo code CLAVEN to get free shipping. And you're thinking, you're always spelling the name of the product, but you never spell CLAVEN, so how are we supposed to know how to get these fabulous discounts? It's K. It's a, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. It's K-L-A. V-A-N. Don't forget the mailbag is tomorrow. You can go on dailywire.com and subscribe. You got to be a subscriber. Then hit the podcast button. Hit the Andrew Claven podcast. Find the little mailbag uh, symbol and you can ask me anything you want about your personal life, about religion, about politics. All my answers are guaranteed 100% correct and will change your life. For the better, tune in tomorrow and you will find out. Let's, before we really get started, let's start with uh, joining Joe Biden in the Pledge of Allegiance. This is cut five. I pledge allegiance to the United States of America, one nation, indivisible, under God, for real. <laughs> All right. I just thought we should do that. A lot of people are declaring that our current divide is a lot like the Civil War. And I was thinking about the Civil War. Some people say the Civil War was fought to end slavery, but that's actually not true. The Civil War was fought to preserve slavery because it was the Confederacy, it was the slaveholding states that started the Civil War. They did it when Lincoln said he was going to limit the spread of slavery, which I I believe actually convicted them and made them think, oh, that is essentially declaring what we're doing immoral. If you read the writings of slaveholders, they knew it was immoral deep down. And so I think that that is why they started the war. They said, "We're, we're, we're out of here. We're not going to be accused of being immoral because we know we're immoral. Now, the same thing is happening in a way with this 
Supreme Court fight. Left and right are not fighting for the same thing, right? The right is for is fighting not for a conservative court. We're fighting for a constitutional court. We're fighting uh, the conservative justices are justices who interpret the Constitution as it was written. They interpret the Constitution as it was meant to be read, which is different than what the liberal justices do and what the Democrats want liberal justices to do. They are successful at picking justices because they know what they want, what decisions they want from justices. What we know is we know that we want our justices to follow the Constitution, which may mean we lose sometimes. We can, you know, we can want things that are not in the Constitution. You know, Antonin Scalia said we ought to have a stamp that says stupid, but not unconstitutional. And you can tell in the difference between the between the way the left and the right are fighting. The right is saying, we're going to go forward constitutionally. Maybe we said we wouldn't do that in some other time. Maybe we're being hypocritical. We don't care. This is what the Constitution says. We're going to go forward. And what the left is saying, the left's response is, we're just going to burn everything down. We're going to destroy the court. We're going to destroy the electoral college. We're going to make Puerto Rico a state. We're going to do everything we can to just destroy everything, all the norms, all the systems. It's a different fight. It's, it's two people fighting in a different way. It's different to fight a defensive battle, like when you're trying to preserve the Union, like Lincoln was doing, like the North was doing, than it is to fight an offensive battle to preserve something that shouldn't be preserved or to destroy uh, the system that's there, to destroy the Union because you don't like the results you're getting. Those are two different things. And what it reminds me, it reminds me of the scene, the famous scene from The Treasure of Sierra Madre. You remember the scene where the bandits come up and they pretend to be federales? Is cut one. We are federales, you know, the mountain police. If you're the police, where are your badges? Badges? We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. <laughs> so Democrats, it's like we're the federal government. Yeah, if you're the federal government, where's your constitution? You don't got no constitution. I don't have to show you no constitution. We don't need no constitution. <laughs> so let's take a look at the different way, the different way this fight is being fought. You know, let's start with uh, apex predator Mitch McConnell. That's what they call him in the Washington Post. They make this guy so cool. But he just got up on the on the Senate floor and said, you can rail about this all you want, but history is on our side. This is cut 21. No Senate has failed to confirm a nominee in the circumstances that face us right now. The historical precedent is overwhelmingly, and it runs in one direction. If our Democratic colleagues want to claim they are outraged, they can only be outraged at the plain facts of American history. Now watch, now watch Ted Cruz try to explain this on CBS, that this has happened something a number of times, and it's always gone the same way. He's trying to explain this to a CBS anchorman that's cut three. The American people also elected a Republican majority, not just once, not twice, three times in 2014, 2016, 2018. The Republican majority in the Senate ran promising to confirm constitutionalist judges. And if you actually look at history, there's a clear pattern in history. So we can assess, all right, what typically happens in this circumstance? This circumstance has arisen 29 times in the history of our country, 29 yeah. times. I, I don't want to go through now, the whole history of this, Senator. But, 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 but hold on, hold on, Anthony, because it actually is like really relevant for everything you're saying. I, I, you may not want to talk no, about it, but it's... No, I do it, want to talk about it, but it, it, I don't, it, history takes a long time, Senator. We don't have that okay, much time. <laughs> history... 
I don't need no history. I don't got to show you no stinking history. We're the press. We're the guardians of the nation's ignorance. <laughs> That's why we're there. We don't want to hear no history. <laughs> like, but just talking about history, because everybody's talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg's last wish. They're talking about her, fine, her dying wish, that her dying wish that she would be replaced by the next president as if her dying, like, like we're living in a monarchy where you get to pick your successor on the Supreme Court. I don't actually believe this was her dying wish. I'd like to think that she was more of a complete person than that, that she was actually talking about her family or God or something important rather than who was going to succeed her. But let's just talk about a little bit of history, going back to what Ruth Bader Ginsburg thought should happen now. This is cut 11. I do think that cooler heads will prevail, I hope, sooner rather than later. The president is elected for four years, not three years, so the power that he has in year three continues into year four and maybe... Some members of the Senate will will wake up and appreciate that that's how it should be. <laughs> so that's the way it is. But the media, which is essentially the engine that drives the Democrats, they are the radicals that drive the Democrats. The media is basically calling, insisting that people start to destroy our institutions and pull out all the stops in fighting this fight. This is cut 23, a montage. If the Republicans manage to essentially steal a second Supreme Court seat, the only way that we restore fairness is for Congress uh, to pass an act expanding the court. Do you say Democrats, if they get back the Senate in this election in November, should then expand, move to expand the Supreme Court? Are you in favor of trying to expand the, the numbers of justices on the Supreme Court? Like the idea of eliminating the filibuster, should they do that? As you know, uh, some uh, Democrats are openly threatening to try to pack the Supreme Court with additional justices. Would you agree with that? Potentially changing the number of justices on the court, changing the filibuster, changing the number of states in the union. Adding seats to the Supreme Court and getting rid of the filibuster. Do you support those two things? You know, there, there is nothing in the Constitution that says there has to be nine Supreme Court justices. One response from the Democrats might be to pack the court. <laughs> like, did you get the message? Nice country you have here. Shame if anything happens to it. This is the difference in the way the thing is being fought is the difference in what is being fought for. They're both the same thing. Republicans, conservatives at least, are fighting for a constitutional court. The left is fighting for a court that will give them what they want. And therefore, the left, the right is fighting by proceeding in a constitutional way. What the left is thinking of doing is completely rearranging the entire country, all the systems that they can get their hands on, anything they can break, anything they can turn around to their, so that basically they can hope that no one will ever elect a Republican ever again. They want to make sure that they win forever. And it's a difference in the way they look at things. It's a difference in the way they look at their ideas. We think our ideas are right and theirs are wrong. They think their ideas are virtuous and we are evil. Those are two different ways of, of looking at politics and looking at the world. One of them is correct. Ours is correct. Theirs is nuts. And it's what turns you into a fascist. It's what turns you into these, these screaming people online. It's what, what turns you ugly and makes you like disown your your family because you won't talk to them anymore because they disagree with you. It's that kind of thinking. Here's Don Lemon, our, the constitutional scholar, uh, Don, Don Lemon, discussing what should happen now with his fellow constitutional scholar, Chris Cuomo. Cut 19. We're going to have to blow up the entire system. And you know what we're going to have to do? No, I don't know. You know that. what we're going to do? Yes, yeah. we, we have to do? You just got to Honestly, from what your closing argument is, you're going to have to get rid of the Electoral College. 
Because the people... I don't see it. Uh, because the, the minority in this country decides who the judges are and they decide who the president is. is but you that, need a constitutional amendment to do that. And if Democrats, if Joe Biden wins, Democrats can sack the courts and they can do that amendment and they can get it passed. <laughs> he doesn't even know how a constitutional amendment is passed. Don, in order to get a constitutional amendment, the elves at the North Pole have to build it, and then the stork delivers it to your home. If you don't know that, you shouldn't be talking about these things. You know, there are some people, these people are people I, I genuinely like, I'm genuinely fond of, and I genuinely respect, but they are so wrong about this. The never-Trumpers, guys like David French and Jonah Goldberg, they've both written articles saying that what we have to do is we'll agree, Republicans will agree to postpone appointing a judge to replace Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and Democrats will agree never to vote for a court packing scheme. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to work because Democrats are just so trustworthy. They have always kept their word in the past. What would stop them from breaking it now? You know, but that also shows you how bad ideas go because the, 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 the mistake that never Trumpers made, the mistake that they made was a very simple mistake that it's a binary system. It, we are in a two-party system. It's not Politics is not philosophy, where there are shades of gray. It's not morality, where you have to think through things. There's one side that's going to win, and one side's going to lose. If you think they're both so awful that you can't vote for either, that's one, that's one thing. But to say never Trump is to say, essentially, you're going to side with the Democrats, because there are only two sides. There are only two sides. Politics is a fistfight. That's all it is. It's a brawl. And, you know, obviously, you want to... Play the brawl by the rules. You want it to be a boxing match, not a riot. But still, that's what it is. It's a it's a battle. It's a struggle. And you vote for the side, as uh, uh, William F. Buckley would say, you vote for the most conservative person who could win. This time, it happened to be Trump. He's been a better president than we had any right to expect he would be, and he's he's actually done a terrific job, despite you know some of the loud mouthery. But they made that mistake. And so now they're constantly in a position of justifying this bad idea instead of saying, eh, you know, I should have voted for him or, you know, he's I, I thought he was going to be so bad I couldn't vote for him. But he turns out he's better than he is. He's better than the Democrats, at least. They're not standing. This is not standing on principle. This is just silliness. It's silliness to suggest that the left would make any deal that they would stick with. But. Look again. I mean, look at, for instance, AOC, uh, her reaction to this whole thing is cut 16. Well, you know, I think um, I, I believe that certainly there has been an enormous amount of law breaking in the Trump administration. We, we must consider, again, all of the tools available to our disposal and that all of all of these options should be entertained and on the table. So she's talking about impeaching the president again, which would be you know, Trump says basically bring it on. And the thing about AOC is AOC is an ignoramus. She, she truly is. But she's a dangerous uh, ignoramus. She's articulate and attractive uh, without knowing anything. She's uh, passionate about what she thinks she knows, but it's all wrong. She's a radical and she has no feeling for individuals. She's a genuine. She has the makings of a genuine dangerous fascist. You can see the difference between the two sides. One side is willing to break anything to get their way. The other side is simply saying, we have the right to do this under the rules and we will move forward. So everybody's online all the time anyway, and now we're online all the time, even more than we were online all the time before. You do not want your identity to get stolen. You need your identity. It's how you find out who you are. LifeLock system monitors 
for identity theft. They look for the use of personal information and credit score changes. It's a big time crime, identity theft. You know, criminal gangs actually have units dedicated to just stealing identities and they can come after you. Certain behavior can make you more vulnerable to identity theft, like not checking your credit card or bank statements, using the same username and password on every account never checking your credit report, and oversharing personal information on social media. Every day, we put our information at risk on the internet, and you could miss certain identity threats by just monitoring your credit, but LifeLock will help you out. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web, and if they detect your information being misused, they will send you an alert. They've done it to me a couple of times. It's really helpful. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can find out if your information is on the dark web. Get your free dark web scan at lifelock.com slash Clavin. Pick the plan that's right for you and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code Claven. That's a free scan at lifelock.com slash Claven and 25% off with promo code Claven. You may have to go on the dark web first to find out how to spell Claven. It's K-L-A-V-A-N. There are no E's in Claven. The way, the way the press is playing this too, the media, as we now must call them, the way the media is playing this too, is really revealing. Yesterday on the show, I played Lindsey Graham saying, you know, I'm not going to appoint a Supreme Court justice and you can hold me to my word later on. Remember, I played the thing of Lindsey Graham essentially being a hypocrite, or now he says he's changed his mind. He says Kavanaugh changed everything. But still, I played that because I wanted to show that this is a political thing. It's not like one side is pristine and the other side is is uh, lying. It, both sides are playing politics, but, but they're playing it differently. They're playing it in a different way. Here's CNN after playing the exact same clip. That was Lindsey Graham in 2016, inviting critics to hold him to his word after he opposed President Trump's Sorry, President Obama's Supreme Court pick because it was an election year. Put it in the bank. His word is his bond. <laughs> you can you can write that down for the record books. That is some of the most amazing sound I've ever heard. It right is. There. It, it, there's more of it from 2018. It wasn't just 2016. He said the same Whew. thing in 2018. But yesterday, spine of steel. Interestingly, he said something different. Now today, with a Republican president picking Graham and so many other Republicans have miraculously changed their tune. So uh, here I am, a right-wing commentator, an openly conservative commentator. When you turn me on, you know you are listening to my opinions that are, and you know that they're coming from one side of the political aisle, not the other. There's CNN, theoretically, a news channel, the most trusted name. They are the most, I know you trust them. I trust them. They're the most trusted name in news. That's why I trust them, because they say they're the most trusted name in news. They wouldn't say that if they weren't trustworthy. <laughs> but, but but they don't show you both sides. They only see the hypocrisy on one side. And that's just not plain fair. It's not plain fair. It would be it would have been plain fair. I didn't have to play the Lindsey Graham thing because I'm I'm an open conservative. But they have to. They have to. They're not playing the game by the rules. They didn't, for instance, play this little clip from Joe Biden. Cut four. Once the president elect, the then President Trump chooses someone, should the Democrats do the same thing and and oppose and refuse to go along? No. Or should they, thinking you need to fill that vacancy on the court? Uh, I think they should. Along? Look, the Constitution says the president shall nominate. Not maybe he could, maybe he can't. He shall nominate. Implicit in the Constitution is that the Senate will act on its constitutional responsibility of give its advice and consent. No one is required to vote for the nominee. 
but they, in my view, are required to give the nominee a hearing and a vote. And play that on CNN. This is the thing. The news is all on one side. And by the way, I think that that is one of the key reasons that we have the division we have. We have people who have been rendered ignorant because the academy is all on one side. The news is all on one side. They should have played this from uh, Obama, too. This is cut 14 from Obama. When there is a vacancy on the Supreme Court, the president of the United States is to nominate someone. The Senate is to consider that nomination and either they disapprove of that nominee or that nominee is elevated to the Supreme Court. Historically, this has not been viewed as a question. Uh, There's no unwritten law that says that it can only be done on off years. That's not in the constitutional text. (laughs) So, again, again, the problem is these guys are closed off with people who only agree with them. They work for corporations that basically want them to say what they're saying. You know, the corporations could come down and say, hey, you know, the news is not fair. We want we want the news. We want you to give the fair news. They're not doing that. They're obviously not doing that. And they don't even do it after they get called out, no matter how many times CNN is humiliated and CNN has been humiliated, no matter how small their ratings are, they don't change. They don't change because if they can make render even one person stupider than he is by showing only one side, they have done their job. Brian Stelter can go home and say, I have made this world a little bit dumber than it was when I woke up in this morning. My work here is done. And that's that's basically the attitude. That, and you can see it affects them. There's, here's like Jeffrey Tubin on CNN. He's their their legal guy <laughs> saying he's talking about why uh, why the Democrats are don't play as tough as the Republicans. You know, Democrats are right. great about talking big, but uh, we'll yeah, see right. if he has the if 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 he and the other Democrats have the guts to do anything if they retake control of the Senate. Will they really add the two seats? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? I mean, if they if they're in control, why wouldn't they? Because they're weak and they're wimps and they're afraid. And I I think, you know, the Democrats, you know, we we think about Bush v. Gore and, you know, which David which David argued, you know, in 2016, Al Gore said no street protests. You know, this is just a legal process. While David saw in Tallahassee and in Washington the, the the Republican forces massing against them, you know, literally on the streets. I mean, there is a difference to how Democrats and Republicans go out, go about these fights. This is a guy living in a country in which city after city after city is being burned to the ground and has been burned to the ground again and again and again by Joe Biden voters. None of those people are voting for Donald Trump. They're all Joe Biden voters. But he thinks he thinks the Democrats just aren't playing tough enough. Again, the Republicans offering to follow the Constitution to replace a Supreme Court justice. The Democrats offering to destroy every system we have. <laughs> okay, so there is a difference. And he but he thinks that's wimpy because why? Because he's surrounded by people who agree with him because he wants the new the news is only on one side. And it's not just the news. Obviously, it's the academy that produces the people who are, are telling you the news, like constitutional scholar Don Lemon. <sighs> it's all, but it's also obviously the entertainment, um, the entertainment community, the entertainment business. Here is a montage that our guys put together of late night comedians talking about this. This is, I mean, every single late night comedian is cut to. 
I get that the hypocrisy is baked in. Pointing it out won't change their minds. It's like telling a middle school bully, give me a wedgie, won't make your parents get back together. He knows that. He just wants to give you that wedgie. Still, it's worth documenting just how obvious and degrading the lies were. And remembering this the next time they pretend to care about some obvious bull like cutting the deficit or respecting the courts. It's truly amazing how Mitch McConnell's rules keep changing. First it was, oh, we can't nominate a Supreme Court justice during an election year. And then it's like, oh, asterisk, that rule doesn't apply when we have the White House, man. Yeah, don't be shocked when Mitch McConnell comes out like, how come the Supreme Court is a lifetime appointment, but our great president is not? You guys feel me? You guys, you guys picking up what I'm putting down? Man. Less than two hours after we learned of Ginsburg's death, we heard from Senate Majority Leader and neutered dog sack, <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Yeah. So it doesn't occur to these guys, and it should. I mean, Stephen Colbert, I don't think, is an evil person. You know, it doesn't occur to these guys that it's not good for the country. It is not good for the country for every comedian to be saying the same damn thing. It is not a good thing. They just think it's the truth because they're surrounded by people who agree with them. So they're not expressing an opinion. These are just the facts. But that's what they're doing is provably wrong. It's provably one-sided. We can play. We've already played all of the material from the left, which is twice as cynical, twice as dishonest, twice as hypocritical as the opinions from the right. And Mitch McConnell did, by the way, say this the, before with uh, Merrick Garland, what he was saying was we have the majority in the Senate, so we're not going to look at it. And now we have the majority, so we will. That's basically what he was saying. That's how pl- politics is played. That is not hypocr- hypocrisy, actually. But it's just not good for people. And you know who's starting to realize this? Some some of the people on the left are starting to realize this. A really interesting comment from Joe Biden's teleprompter, because I don't think Joe Biden is making any of this stuff up anymore. But he, Joe Biden was talking about the fact the reason Trump got elected. This is cut 25. When I was out here in the our administration, you voted for us. And then an awful lot of people in this county changed and they voted for Trump last time. I know many of you were frustrated. You were angry. You believe we weren't seen. You weren't being seen, represented, or heard. I get it. It has to change. And I promise you this. I will, it will change with me. Yeah, see, it's not going to change with him because it's the entire culture. That, you know, I, I don't know about you. I don't even pay attention to the Emmys and Oscars anymore. I mean, I just don't think there's anything that good on, for one thing. But I also just don't care. I don't want to see these millionaire, you know, uh, genetic jackpots tell me that my politics is wrong. But this happened on the Emmys to poor Jimmy Kimmel with Anthony Anderson's cut six. Black stories, black performances, and black lives matter. Say it with me, Jimmy. Black Black lives lives matter. matter. What the hell going on up there? Louder, Jimmy. Black Black lives matter. matter. UFO live on other planet, phoning home like E.T. Louder, Jimmy. Say it so that Mike Pence can hear it. Black, Black lives, lives matter. Soft brown stomach protects my knees and ankles from unnecessary wear and tear. <laughs> that means shut up in Spanish. And this is, that was Jimmy Kimmel being castrated by the culture. Adam Carolla, they used to do the man show together. Remember women jumping on trampolines? It was silly. It was funny. 
Adam Carolla had to go off on his own and do podcasts so he could remain Adam Carolla. Jimmy wanted the big time, so he had to get, hand over a certain part of his body because you have to be castrated by the left before you can entertain people. That's why people don't, don't feel like they're heard, because they're not heard, because the entire culture is against them. And part of it, as I always say, part of it is our fault. We need to be the counterculture and fight back. All right. Let us talk about my watch, because my watch is nicer than your watch. And the reason my watch is nicer than you can see it, it's nicer than you, is because it's a Vincero watch. Vincero creates incredible looking watches at incredible prices. Seriously, these are watches that are under 200 bucks. And for a lot of brands, it's all about the bottom line, not the customer. Vincero is different. These guys know just how important it is to look and feel your best. But above all else, they treat their customers right and will always go above and beyond to make sure you are taken care of. Vincero offers free shipping, 30-day returns, and guarantees your watch for two years. There's a reason why they have over 20,000 five-star reviews, because you won't find a better-made watch for this good a price anywhere else. Go check out their watches at VinceroWatches.com slash Clavin to get access to our exclusive discount. Vincero watches.com slash Clavin. That's V-I-N-C-E-R-O watches.com forward slash Clavin. Do not full pay full price on these beautiful timepieces. You can get up to 20% off your entire order. But, but I know what you're saying. You're saying, sure, sure. That's how you spell Vincero. Anybody could have spelled Vincero, but please, please, uh, just once, just one time, tell us how to... (laughs) How do you spell Clavin? It's K-L-A-V-A-N. There are no E's in Clavin. I just make it look this incredibly easy. You know, there are a number of ways to take in our podcast, but Daily Wire members can now enjoy our shows on Apple TV and Roku, so members can enjoy all of the visual elements of the podcast and our other shows on your big screen TV, either live or on demand. Find The Daily Wire on Apple TV or Roku and download today. You have to be an insider member to watch live, so head on over to dailywire.com dot com slash Claven and use code watch at checkout to get 15% off your membership purchase. This deal won't last long, so act fast if you want live shows on your big screen, plus the one-of-a-kind, highly coveted, jewel-encrusted, obsidian car, hand-carved, rolled on the thighs of virgins, leftist tears tumbler. Again, that's dailywire.com slash Claven to get 15% off with code watch and download the Daily Wire on your Apple TV and Roku today and if you're a subscriber, you can be in the mailbag. And remember, we love to see to see you when you ask your questions. If you want to send in a video question, uh, please do. We love that. And just keep it under uh, 60 seconds because we don't have time to edit them down. And we need the time. So uh, send in any question you want about anything you want. And all your problems will be solved. So... A piece in Vanity Fair by Gabriel Sherman says, with 43 days left until the election, Trump is itching for a fight as he moves quickly to fill Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat. A White House, a Republican close to the White House told me, says the writer, this nomination is an F.U. to the left. And there's a lot of truth to that. Following the Constitution is an F.U. to the left. And I think even the, the left believes that that could be a political win- winner for Donald Trump. That is why they're starting to keep their head down. I mean, Biden Biden himself is a cover-up, right? Biden is covering the, he's a, you know, cigar store Indian covering up for the radical left. We know he's not going to be the president. He can barely talk. He's not going to be the president. He, he won't release his list of Supreme Court justices. Now there's an, uh, an actual um, vacancy on the Supreme Court. Why doesn't he say, hey, if you vote for me, 
These are the people who will be on the list. Well, Donald Trump has his explanations. Cut 24. Joe Biden has refused to list the names of his potential justices because he knows they're too extreme to withstand any form of public review. If Joe Biden and the Democrats take power, they will pack the Supreme Court with far left radicals who will unilaterally transform American society far beyond recognition. They will mutilate the law, disfigure the Constitution and impose a socialist vision from the bench that could never pass at the ballot box. This is this is an amazing thing. This is why they lie. They know the American people do not want their socialism. They know it. They know it. And they just are willing to lie. It's like Obama saying he did not support gay marriage when he had said in the past at a left wing gathering, he said he did support gay marriage. And it's why they've never held him responsible for that. They've never said, oh, he said this horrible thing. Obama never got canceled for saying that because they knew he was lying and they thought that was all right. It's all right to lie to the American people because the American people are too stupid to want the wonderful socialism that's going to destroy their freedoms. They think their freedoms are important. We know they just want money. We just want to give them money for their freedoms. The 1619 Project, remember the 16, the New York Times 1619 Project was being taught in schools, which was developed to change the idea of America being founded in 1776 to say that it was founded in 1619 when the first slaves came over, okay? And now they're saying, oh, no, no, that's not why we want it. We just wanted people to imagine what it would be like if that was the founding. Here is the Pulitzer Prize. She won the Pulitzer Prize for lying. Nicole Hannah-Jones, who wrote the, who shepherded the 1619 Project, being fed a a question on CNN about, isn't it terrible these right-wingers are saying you wanted to change the founding to 1619? Here's her response. Of course, we know that 1776 was the founding of this country. The project does not argue that 1776 was not the founding of the country. But what it does argue for is that we have largely uh, treated slavery as an asterisk to the American story, as marginal to the American story. And this project is trying to place uh, slavery at the center where we believe it belongs. Here is what she tweeted, right, months ago. I argue that 1619 is our true founding. Here's what the New York Times Magazine said when they introduced the project. The 1619 Project is a, this is a quote, the 1619 Project is a major initiative from the New York Times observing the 400th anniversary of the beginning of American slavery. It aims to reframe the country's history understanding 1619 as our true founding. That was a woman on CNN lying to your face when, when Ben Shapiro pointed this out online. She called him a liar. She said, oh, no, no, that was, we just want you to imagine what it would be like. Imagine. And this nonsense that she talks about that slavery is treated like an asterisk to American history. When was the last time that happened? When I was growing up, maybe, maybe it was treated as an asterisk when I was growing up. But that's the whole thing. Things have changed. They don't want that change because if they have that change and if black people start realizing, no, there is no institutional racism, they're now welcome. People root for their success. People make them into not just sports heroes, but movie heroes, judge heroes. They don't care. All of that stuff. Then black people start to say, oh, now we're part of the American project. Now we have to contribute instead of feeling like victims and voting for Democrats. Same thing happened with Black Lives Matter, by the way. 
We have read numerous times the uh, the page on the Black Lives Matter page, What We Believe. That page has been deleted. That was the page that said they want to dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts so they can mother in private even as they participate in public justice work. The one that said they want to disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure. The one that said they want to foster a queer affirming network by freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual. That page is also gone. However, that doesn't stop the Black Lives Matter people from being terrorist fascists, which they are. Here they are in Portland surrounding a car and forcing people to give uh, the fist and the Black Lives and say Black Lives Matter. Yeah, say Black Lives Matter, homie. Say Black Lives Matter right now. Black Lives Matter. Say Black Lives Matter, bro. You didn't? I didn't hear. Okay, say Black Lives Let him talk. Let him talk. Let him talk. If you don't say Zig Heil, it's like the guy who, you know, it's like the guy who uh, stops clapping first at a Stalin meeting is the guy who suddenly disappears. That's who these guys are. Here's how the New York Times, a former newspaper, reports this. Some protests against police brutality take a more confrontational post approach. The protests are moving into white residential neighborhoods where activists demand that people choose a side. What right have they demand, to demand anything that people choose a side? The article starts in, by interviewing a Black Lives Matter supporter who's against this kind of confrontational stuff. And then it goes on to say this. The more aggressive protests target ordinary people going about their lives, especially those who decline to demonstrate allegiance to the cause. That includes a diner in Washington who refused to raise her fist to show support for Black Lives Matter, or in several cities, confused drivers who happened upon the protests. But the tactics are dividing supporters. One says, we don't need allies anymore. We need accomplices. A small, there was one protest they're describing where a small free literature selection was set up on the grass and overseen by three people in ski masks. It was a popular offering and people crowded around craning to see the pamphlets. Titles included, Why Break Windows? I Want to Kill Cops Until I'm Dead. An an anarchist introduction to firearms in defense of smashing cameras and three-way fight revolutionary anti-fascism and armed self-defense. A writer at Hot Air, a writer at Hot Air, went and looked up one of these pamphlets. He said, I didn't see the pamphlet in question at the demonstration, but there was a piece in the uh, anarchist library by the same name, so I bet this is the content of the pamphlet. Let me read it to you. To begin, we wish to address a simple yet potentially contentious issue, which will form the basis of our appeal here. Police officers must be killed. The families of police officers must be killed. The children of police officers must be killed. The friends and supporters of police officers must be killed. This is a pamphlet being given out at a Black Lives Matter rally. We mean this both materially and immaterially uh, in undoing the murderous reign of terror inflicted upon us by the guardians of civilization. It is required not only to wipe them from the face of the earth, but that, but further that we act in such extremity that the reemergence of any police style force inside the reality preceding policing's annihilation is not only discouraged, but is in fact impossible. You know, there's a story out of Nebraska. I'm running out of time, but a guy, Jake Gardner, a bar owner in Nebraska, has killed himself. He was a guy who was confronted and attacked by a Black Lives Matter mob outside his bar, the bar that he owned. Uh, They were smashing windows and one of the guys attacked him and he shot the guy. 
the DA said it was self-defense, but then was bullied by a mob into indicting him. And now Gardner has killed himself. I'm sorry he did that because it was worth fighting. It was worth, it's a fight worth fighting against all these people. The police are doing what they have to do in high crime neighborhoods. In the American mind, Matthew Peterson writes, blacks in New York City commit over 70% of all drive-by shootings at Hispanic shootings to black shootings, and you account for nearly 100% of all shootings in New York City. So that means when the cops are called, get a call that says shots fired, they are going into a minority neighborhood. It is not the cops' fault. They are the last people on the social ladder. If there are social failings, it's not the cops. The, the left knows this is bad news for them electorally, and they are hiding it. They're starting to hide it, but it's still there. Don't forget, it's still the what they believe. Just a final thought. I just want to recommend that you go out and see Infidel by my friend Cyrus Nawasta. It stars Jim Caviezel, Claudia Carvin, Hal Olsen. Caviezel uh, plays a Christian who goes uh, to Egypt. And uh, basically, because he's so intensely Christian during an interview, he says, Jesus Christ is Lord and he is kidnapped. Uh, and taken away, and it's about his his what he endures and what his wife endures trying to get him out. Uh, it's a very exciting movie. It's one of Caviezel's best performances. I really like Jim Caviezel. Uh, he does a great job. Here's just a brief clip. Travel to Egypt is especially risky now. That is the latest travel warning. You're making this into a much bigger deal than it is. I have been following your blog, your writings. You are here because you are willing to speak honestly. Mr. Rollins, are you aware that Cairo broadcast your appearance to over 45 countries? Many are saying you've crossed the line. What are you doing? Quite a show, mate. There I am watching Sally. When all of a sudden I see this milky white upper middle class American wanker who reckons he can preach to a billion Muslims. Well, I was invited. That guy, by the way, the guy who plays the villain, I'm not sure his name, he's absolutely terrific. And the scenes between him and Caviezel are so brilliantly acted. We'll have Cyrus uh, on to talk about the show. Maybe Jim will come on as well. Uh, but go and see it. Support it. It was number one for the weekend. Uh, you, you want These are the movies you want to support. You want to go out and show them you're there. If, you, if a movie theater is open anywhere near you, uh, if not, see it when it streams. But, but if you can go out and see it, please do. Mailbag tomorrow. All your problems will be solved. I'm Andrew Claven. This is The Andrew Claven Show. I pledge allegiance to the United States of America. <laughs> One nation, indivisible, under God, for real. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, give us a five-star review. And also tell your friends to subscribe, too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Matt Wall Show, and The Michael Knoll Show. Thanks for listening. The Andrew Clavin Show is produced by Robert Sterling. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Assistant director, Pavel Wadowski. Edited by Adam Saivitz and Danny D'Amico. Audio mixed by Robin Fenderson. Hair and makeup, or head and makeup, is by Nika Geneva. Animations are by Cynthia Angulo. Production assistants, McKenna Waters and Ryan Love. The Andrew Claven Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020. While Democrats exploit the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the late justice sends a message on her final wishes from beyond the grave. Then rioters burn down more of our politics out of love and compassion, and BLM deletes its beliefs. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show.